Commence primary ignition. This is where the fun begins. up all of you Ugnots and jawas out there and welcome back to yet again another episode of mando talk and i am so 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 excited for this because not only do we finally have the return of dj foster at rebel scum texan on twitter he's been gone for a minute can't wait to hear from him regarding his thoughts on the ending of obi-wan kenobi but we have a really, really special guest that we have been stoked about in this little reflection of Obi-Wan Kenobi that we're going to get to do tonight. It is Palpa Memes. Palpa Memes, so glad that you're here. What's up? How's it going? Hello there. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Great. Thrilled, thrilled to, to finally talk about this with you and get a different take uh, from somebody that admittedly is pretty solidly known on the YouTube uh, Star Wars verse, if you will, you know, so you got great things going on. I admittedly, I binge watched a lot of your, your content today and I saw the, uh, the Luke Skywalker lightsaber video. Oh, that was my most recent one. Yes. Dude, yeah. that, that is sick. Hey, the only what, lightsaber you know I have is the Cal Kestis one. <laughs> I'm getting a new one. Hey, oh, nice. there you Get go. One. <laughs> there you go. Pretty that's excited for this one. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's really Be exciting. Really yeah. exciting for sure. DJ, what's up, man? I'm just living. <laughs> I mean, nothing real new to report, you know, I just, I'm here. I'm glad to be here. I've, I've got my Obi-Wan shirt, although uh, you can't tell because, you know, low quality camera, but uh, my shirt, the design is kind of like chipping off, which would mean I got ripped off on Amazon. Um, <laughs> but that's what I get, I guess, for trying to find a remake of a, a 20 year old piece of Star Wars mer merch, you know? Sure. Because this is Attack of the Clones, Ewan, which ended up actually being very beneficial given the uh, incredible flashback we got. There you go. Was that go. episode four, five, five? five? Yeah, yeah, man, just I still kind of can't get over that, right. honestly. And part five is where you were, or actually you were on the show last for part four. So I have, yeah. no, I mean, I know how you feel about the show overall, obviously, right. because we talk off air, but I can't wait to, to get to part five specifically in part six to start getting your, your thoughts, yeah. because, you know, I just haven't really heard from you, but also <laughs> hello there to everybody in the chat, John Hare. Blue Harvest Bricks, Blue Milk Mama, and of course, Palpa Means is there as well, saying hello there. I love it. I love the little hello there. Join. I'm going yeah, to join where now. You where are you at, man? Um, can't wait to kind of discuss this thing with you guys as well. Thank you so much for being here. If you're new here and you would um, enjoy to join a Star Wars community that's positive, hit the subscribe button. You know, we finally hit that 200 sub number. Let's break that next wall. 300 sub number is next. Let, let's do this thing. But uh, I'm now ready to do this thing of actually getting into the to the stuff. You ready? Folks? The stuff. The stuff. It's, it's more than the stuff. It's good stuff. It's, it's good, good soup. Good soup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have a new guest, of course, here. Palpa Memes. We always like to ask these two questions before we get going. 
uh, just to kind of break that little, you know, it's like a little icebreaker for all Star Wars fans. Sure. These two kind of questions, we might ask them slightly differently here and there, uh, but uh, can't wait to hear your responses on these. Here's the first question for you specifically, Palpa Memes. What is your go-to Star Wars film or television episode to put you in the proper Star Wars state of mind? Ooh, can I choose two? Do it. Why not? Do it. <laughs> um, Rise of Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, it's a have, solid combo. have the most Star Wars, Star Wars of the Star Wars feel that you can ever <laughs> feel or imagine. Look, like or hate the movies, whatever. But <laughs> I, I, mean, core, I mean, Star Wars at my personal opinion at its best is, is in those two movies. And it's probably wow. got the most heart in them. And I say heart loosely with Revenge of the Sith because it's kind of a very dark movie, but the heart that was put into the story, I should say, um, is very felt within that film. Really like that. And, and someone new here in the chat saying the cloney boy. No, don't ask him about the rise of Skywalker. I feel like there's, there's, there's something I'm missing dog. here. He's my home dog, clone boy. Um, him and I have good history. Together. We need we need more people to praise the rise of Skywalker anyway. So you're out there doing the work. What is that? What does your shirt say? Mm -hmm. Just Skywalker with a, that's a raised yellow lightsaber. Yeah. Let's freaking go. I will say, man, when they released that yellow lightsaber uh, through the Hasbro oh, line, man. that was sick. Yeah. You know, I haven't I've, seen one in person, but man, it's I've sick. I've got one, but it's not theirs. It's a, it's a NeoPixel one. Hey, mm. it's, you still got one. I mean, <laughs> they're, well, yeah, they're, they're a lot nicer than the Hasbro black series and stuff. For right. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, those. I feel like the rise of Skywalker, I still love, like I enjoy watching it like crazy, but it is one of those that uh, it's like hit or miss on if people really enjoyed it or not. Yeah. I, don't, I really don't know why, because I, I really like kind of how you said it perfectly. The rise of Skywalker has a lot of heart. And at the mm -hmm. end of the day, that's what Star Wars is all about. So, I mean, that, that's not not shocking to me at least uh but uh, of course i love your selection of revenge of the sith as well i mean, oh, yeah. I mean come on. <laughs> after th after this show after obi-wan kenobi it it might officially need to replace this empire strikes back poster that i've had back here because that's always been my favorite always been you. my favorite but wow. revenge of the sith every time i go back to it it just keeps getting better and better so maybe that needs to be uh my my new go-to for sure all right second question who is your favorite Star Wars character? Luke Skywalker. Quick, quick. To no it. hesitation Just whatsoever. Right there. <laughs> you already saw this video. Yeah. Hey, come on. Yeah, come on. I don't blame <laughs> you. He's the best character. He is the main character. I know people say Anakin, but mm. I think it's Luke. When you take in all three trilogies, the main, well. Well. Luke, ha Luke has more of an impact on the story than any other character, I'll say. Yes, I'll give you that so, for I'll sure. I'll say he is the main character when it comes to the three trilogies overall. So is he your, he is your favorite because he's the main character? No, I think he's the most well-written and has the best. Okay. Parts. Yeah. He's, I think he's just the, I, 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 I just think he's the best character. <laughs> he's the one I, mean, I relate to the most. Um, the one I look up to and, and I, I love Anakin and all that, but Anakin's not really someone you want to look up to, you know? So there's, there's the kind of that nah. line. He's a great, Anakin's a phenomenal character. Don't get me wrong. I love Anakin. Yeah. But Luke is just something special where, you know, I look up to him. I'm like, I want to be like that. You know, a guy from Tatooine, some random place, you know, becomes one of the greatest Jedi to ever live, you know, stuff like that. That's great. Uh, I've, I love that response. Uh, so how did, just real quickly, just bouncing off that, how did the end of the, the Mandalorian season two hit for you then? <laughs> oh man 
Well, you can see I've got this right here, which I know you can't really see, but it's R2 looking down at Grogu. Oh, And I've wow. got that right there. I mean, <laughs> I had, because I was working 8 to 3. Um, in the morning to three o'clock. So you know Disney Plus shows that come out in the middle of the night, and yeah. So I, I turn all my or I delete all of my social medias and stuff. So it's a long it's a long day at work and a little office job whenever you don't have your phone. Okay, <laughs> anyone who works an office job understands that. Um, and so I, I said I'm not going to get spoiled. And so I got home. Me and my brother turned it on our TV, and I was loving the episode so far. That the Moff Gideon dark saber fight. I, I mean, it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And then that X wing came in, and, and I remember specifically my brother was like. Um, he goes, what kind of X-Wing is that? And I looked and I was like, oh, that's – I it, like immediately I knew. My Star Wars brain just went off. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's – I'm like, that's not a Resistance X-Wing or, or I, I knew Republic X-Wing. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, wait, wait, wait. That's a uh, that's a original trilogy X-Wing. And I was like, no way are they doing this. And then they did it. <laughs> I tried yeah. to deny it personally. I was like, yeah, I was just like, there's no way. Is that Ahsoka maybe or, or Kyle Kestis? Kyle, Kyle would have been cool. But then it was it – was, um, it was Luke and I, I jumped. I mean, we were hollering. I've seen that scene so many times. Oh, yeah. It was just phenomenal. Okay, phenomenal. so you, because Luke's your favorite, I need to show you something I have. And it. It, it sits behind me, and it usually sits literally behind me. No one really sees it. But I have this reprint of Vader versus Luke um, mm. concept art from Return of the Jedi that i don't know if you can see it real well because of my i could get horrible the angle and picture whatever that, yeah. there's that so there it is there it is but that is sweet weirdly enough so my my parents are like antique store garage sale estate sale people found this at an estate sale with other concept art from return of the jedi that was just it's obviously a reprint if i was in possession of a real concept art oh, piece man. i would never i would never stop telling people but because Luke's your favorite, I was like, you got to see this. Yeah, this is the coolest that's, thing. That's I, awesome. It's yeah. one of the coolest things I own. So anyway, there's that. <laughs> well, thank you for showing. All right. Well, I don't have anything to show, man. I mean, <laughs> I like your, I like your, I like your Din Djarin behind you. And I like you have a cardboard standee, Caleb. Like that, I do. that trumps I do. like everything. Yeah. I do. I can just, I should just put him in my seat and just kind of mm -hmm. bounce off and just let y'all take over. Just, just make take it, over. <laughs> make it feel like you still have the mic, but you have yeah. to pretend you're Din Djarin. There you go. That, that's, that's what a you good should. idea. That's a neat <laughs> idea. <laughs> All right. Well, I see Bling Bling Play says, can't be here. I'm in an event. Well, I appreciate you, Bling You Bling, should leave your taking event. Taking the time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, man, <laughs> talk, whatever. No, I get it, Bling Bling. Life happens, but I appreciate you taking the time to throw that in the chat and making sure that, that we saw your yes. support. Appreciate that for sure. All right. Well, I mean, I'm ready. What I've done here, and we can kind of go about it this way, uh, and we'll kind of just see how it goes. I took the time to go back and rewatch the entire Kenobi series, and I tried to make like four to five, maybe even six or seven once I got to the finale, bullet points of like key things to reflect on in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that I know I spent a lot of time talking about DJ parts one through four spent a lot of time talking about but since DJ has kind of been gone the past couple of weeks I figured this would be a great opportunity for me to honestly kind of take a little bit of a backseat as far as Mando talk goes I'm just going to kind of facilitate this discussion because I more so want to hear Palpa memes and I'm sure that's why a lot of you guys are checking out this this episode and this stream so going to go through a lot of these questions facilitate this discussion and hopefully we have a lot of great reflection moments and realizations and things that make me feel great about the series and, and things that make me feel even maybe slightly better about you know of course I did share some criticisms of some things but overall you know I've loved this thing and I, I can't wait 
uh, to get this thing going. All right. So part one, here are some things to discuss just real quickly. One of the things that I immediately stood out to me, Grand Inquisitor. I get why he couldn't be featured in the series more, but I really enjoyed Rupert Friend's portrayal of the Grand Inquisitor. And I wish he had been in the series more overall, just because I loved his portrayal so much. So I know that was one thing that was kind of up in the air before the show started because people didn't like the way that he looked. Uh, he didn't really match the way his his character looked in Rebels. So that's my first kind of reflection question is, how do we feel about the performance of old Grandy in comparison to the character's portrayal in Rebels? And, and I don't, you know, DJ, Palpamines, whichever one, whoever wants to roll with it. You go first, Palpamines, sure. you're the guest. Sure. Uh, yeah, um, I actually made a video on this because I'm very much in the middle ground of it. Um, for me, it's a disappointment that it's not that accurate. Now, granted, I made this video before Kenobi even came out. Um, but I got to say, after I mean, after the series as a whole, first of all, Rupert Friend did a phenomenal job as him. I love this. I think it's episode five, I want to say. That awkward camera shot where he's just looking down on Reva, who just got stabbed. And he's like, hello. <laughs> it's just perfect. It's just so, I don't know. It's just so good. Um, but as for the design, I was like... Yeah, it could have been a lot better, but it doesn't break the story. It doesn't really break it for me. It's one of those, like, it could have been better, but it's not, it doesn't ruin the show. I felt like I, my take on it from before the show came out was that everyone on both sides was overreacting. And that's kind of the main point I made in the videos. Everyone's like, you've got the people complaining about people complaining, and then you got the people complaining, right? So it's just this nonstop loop of complainers complaining about things in each other. And it's like, guys, it's, it's a problem, but it's not that big of a deal, you know, like, okay. So after after watching it, I thought episode one looked kind of, eh, kind of bad. We know that that was their first day of shooting, and so that could have had part to do with it. But also the lighting on episode one is very flat lighting, just Tatooine and stuff. Um, but episode two, I really like the way he looked in episode two, because mm -hmm. you have this nice kind of unidimensional, eh, I don't know if that's the right word, but a better lighting, I should say, better coloring and stuff, where it really helps the features and, st and stuff pop out more. So I didn't mind it from there on out, but I, I liked him. Um, Caleb, you said that you wish you saw more of him. I agree with that. Mm. I am on the end. I wish we saw more of the fourth brother. I really like the fourth brother, and I wish we got to see him do uh, more and have the, more of a presence. The fifth brother? Did I say four? I think you're thinking of fourth <laughs> okay, sister. Yeah. Fourth <laughs> sister. Too many inquisitors. Not, there's too many of them. It's, it's I, so I, hard to I, keep I get up the with. second sister, the fifth I'll get them all mixed up. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. I wish we saw more of him because I, I liked him. And they have a really cool audio thing going on with his voice where his voice has a very weird bass kind of sub hit to it. Notice that it's really I, I don't know why they did it, but it's cool. <laughs> I noticed that on my rewatch. Yeah, this pa this past time that I did it, it was great. It was really cool. Like, I agree with that. They did that because I don't know, but it sounds <laughs> cool. And that's sometimes all Star Wars is is just yeah. there because it's cool. Absolutely. I like that. So I did wish we saw more of him, but yeah. I like the fifth. I like the Grand Inquisitor. He was good. DJ, what do you think about old Grandy? Man, I, I still have mixed feelings about the Grand Inquisitor and. It's for the same the reasons everybody has complained about. I'll be real honest with you, um, or I say everybody, but you hear the complaints, you know. And so you, I, I definitely don't like the way his head looks, you know. Like I wish he looked a little bit more like the animated Grand Inquisitor, because it, the animated one he's this real slim figure, you know. And I understand that you know 
you, it's hard to find you're not who you're gonna you're gonna go find Gabe from the office and throw him in as the it's just not gonna work you know so you get a guy who like Rupert Friend who will physically take on a role um but you know I think what he did as far as his voice goes and the performance that he gave there was elements of it that I really liked where it was a lot of fun and especially in that second episode on Dayu where it was just like very evident that he was the he was the guy to watch out for in the, that episode and and I know Reva was doing parkour and stuff which is great but like he was like the guy like okay don't mess with him and so obviously when everything gets disrupted and he gets stabbed and everybody went nuts as you guys just mentioned I, I even my my I have two younger brothers and they're like well hold on like immediately I got texts like that morning and they're like how why what's going on and even then my one of my brothers didn't even realize when the time period was for Obi-Wan so I was like listen it's not it's before all of that like it, it, it's just before any of that takes place so with that being the case you know there was the, all those people freaking out I wish they didn't freak out as much and just kind of like guys it's six episodes mm. you know you know it's six episodes like and really, I think it's just people finding a platform to get upset just because they, they need to be upset about something, I guess. I think is what a lot of people are doing sometimes. But um, those things went away very quickly, I feel like. Yeah. And once it was all said and done and he showed back up, it just added so much to his story. Mm. So as a whole, I think, and you you said, Papa Memes, you said uh, him just kind of being – overlooking Reva mm -hmm. there at the end and just kind of like, Oh, Hey, Hey buddy, I'm over here. You know, it was, it was funny because it was like, God, you couldn't look more like a sidekick right now. <laughs> like it, and that I, I liked, but I wish he had been in the, in the final episode. I kind of still yeah. wish that one of my predictions had come true that he had fought Reva and he had killed Reva. Not because I disliked Reva. I just thought that had been poetic. Mm -hmm. And now that that probably won't happen, I say that, watch them randomly pull them out for, I don't know, Ahsoka or something. I don't know. Or Andor would be more likely probably. But, I mean, if that happens, cool. If not, you know, whatever at the end of the day. But all that to say, overall, Grandy, eh, that's about it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like, I don't hate it. I don't love it. But I'm, okay. I guess I'm in a sweet spot. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, yeah. I, at the end of the day, I agree with Papa Memes. Part one, questionable look. But man, for some the lighting or something on Dayu made the the eyes, the just the look of his character way better. So definitely progressed to the point where I was committed to Rupert being that character. Wish I could could have seen more. A uh, couple of things that I wanted to point out from the chat before we go to the next thing. Uh, Blue Milk Mama said, I thought Rupert Friend would be in the series more, but I enjoyed the portrayal. Great voice. Makes me want to go and rewatch Homeland. Good actor. Yeah, he he was phenomenal, and yes, the voice, and the 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 new uh, do it for me is Reva. <laughs> the thing he did in part two, love that. I'm gonna be trying to get that impersonation down uh, over time. For <laughs> the sure. Rupert Friend Grandy impersonation. <laughs> there you go. Such a niche. Right. <laughs> Other things that I wanted to point out in part one, just real quickly with this one, thought it was really interesting going back now, knowing what we know. Reva saying the following quote to Uncle Owen, you protect your family. I like that, Owen. It's important. You think you could protect them from me? Major foreshadowing. No, and I didn't that. realize that, you know, the first first time we were seeing part one that uh, 
that was the end game, I mm-hmm. guess, that she was going to attack their family. And at the end of the day, they weren't able to uh, protect her from Luke. She just ended up making the better decision. So I just real quickly wanted to point that out. But next, this quote, I am going to pass this to you guys to discuss. She says to the fifth brother, maybe you don't go far enough. Again, in this kind of reflection mindset, I was trying to think, could this potentially have been the first hint of Reva actually wanting to go after Vader as her kind of end game? Thoughts on that? Is that me just kind of overstretching? Uh, but again, kind of this reflection mindset, I wanted to try to piece those puzzles together. Any thoughts on that quote connecting to that uh, arc? I think it's I think it's part of it. Mm. I think it definitely could be part of it because it's we know that it's just a battle for power with the Sith and with dark side users and everything. Um, I don't know. I de- I don't know. I'm kind of split on that. Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know either. I, I think that you may be on to something like it's supposed to be a hint towards what's to come. I could see that very mm. easily. Just the fact that she's like, you're not going far enough, I think speaks more to what yeah, what, she, what her purpose is in trying to find her revenge on the Sith. <laughs> now that I so, think about it, is she responding to them trying to find Obi-Wan or is she responding to the granting, uh, or not, uh, sorry, the fifth brother telling her that basically accusing her of what she's doing, which is trying to find Kenobi? Which which one is she is he responding to? Because that changes it for me. I think it was respond. Fifth brother was basically confronting her about doing too much to try to get to Kenobi. I think. Mm, okay. Because I was I, I was thinking maybe if he's just saying, you know, she's going too far and, and all mm-hmm. that, and just her being in her place as a as an inquisitor, mm-hmm. and maybe yeah. that's, if she, if that was the response and her saying you're not going far enough in terms of his thinking of what she's trying to do with Kenobi, yeah. if that makes sense. Okay, fair enough. I just just wanted to throw that out yeah. there because, again, now that we know what we know, I'm always viewing that as I hear her say things. So just wanted to see if there were additional thoughts on that one. All right. Ultimately, part one is setting the stage for Obi-Wan to commit to another fight, and that fight worthy of leaving Luke on Tatooine is saving his twin Leia. What were our overall impressions of seeing the daily life of Obi-Wan first? Because I think at the end of the day, that's what part one was about, was showing you kind of the mental state of Obi-Wan and then also the incorporation of Leia into the story. So what are our overall impressions of just that mental mindset that Obi-Wan had to get over? And then number two, the incorporation of Leia Organa into this series, Palpa memes. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a weird poetic thing. The way they kept cutting it and editing in, you've got this harsh, rough planet and this rough life. He's just chopping meat up for not even making a living, it seems like. Um, And then you cut to Alderaan, which is just this beautiful palace of a place. And Leia is there and she's raised with everything you could ever imagine, that kind of thing. So one thing I liked is just the way they incorporated that in, um, comparing the two livelihoods, you know, yet both people well i should say leia's parents which ties down to leia and her and her life both parties i should say came from the same place essentially Mm -hmm. yet when the empire took over one person went this way to a harsh rough life the other people went and made something for themselves so that's the part that stood out to me the most absolutely all right dj what what do you think about the incorporation of leia 
I did not dive as deep as Palpamines did into that thinking at all. However, I agree with what you're saying that having that stark contrast of the two places is actually really cool to think about. Um, as far as Leia being incorporated, I knew we would see Leia because the cast list was out there a while back and the rumor at least. And there were moments where I was like, man, this is the little girl from Bird Box. I just couldn't, I couldn't believe that that was the little girl from Bird Box. It I is? think is what I believe it is. So that's what I the original know. rumor was like huh. a year and a half ago. Um, so I was just so thrown by that. And there are, and if you go, I actually follow her on Instagram, which is, is fun because her parents are running the Instagram account. So they'll post like, here's what she did today. It's like, oh, that's cool. You know, um, I do that with my kid and she's five months old. So, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. But um, man, including Leia was not something I thought that would last all six episodes. I'm just going to be real honest. Once she showed up and she was there and she was in the thick of it. Now when I get to go back and rewatch it, it's gonna and I haven't gotten to rewatch the whole series yet. Uh, I've just been so busy just get, coming from out of town and everything. So I haven't had the chance. But when I do get to sit down and finally rewatch it, I think I will appreciate Leia's inclusion so much more than I do currently. Um, and I do appreciate her being there now. I just I, I, I love that she's there. I, I cried when little Leia showed up. I mean, I physically shed tears. I just couldn't believe, I was like, I can't believe little Leia's here. And I thought it was going to be more with Luke, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was preparing myself for Luke. I wasn't even ready for Leia. And, and then also there's the fact that she names her son Ben and then her lightsaber kind of looks like Obi-Wan. So it's like, there's so much happening that lends itself to the rest of the lore post yeah. Return of the Jedi that is just like, oh, Thank you, Deborah Chow, Lucasfilm, Tony Gilroy, all you folks, you and you just you did it. And I love that she's there. Yeah, for sure. Two things I wanted to add just real quickly. Number one, in hindsight now, it just seems so obvious that Leia would be incorporated. I don't know why we didn't try to piece that together. Because like what else would get Obi-Wan off the planet of Tatooine? Yep. It would have to be Leia. So I wanted to point that out. Number two. What, what was I trying to say with number two? I completely lost oh, it. Oh, no. Uh, I hate when that happens, man. I hate when that happens. And that oh, was well. me like every five minutes. It'll come up. <laughs> it, it'll probably come up. But it was really cool to, oh, oh, I, I remember what it is now. Number two, I can confirm, for me at least, my opinion, A New Hope, way stronger now. Like, yes. it, it didn't break canon. It, it didn't do any of those things that people were worried about because I, I just watched that today. I wanted to make sure that I watched it immediately after my rewatch of the series. So I was ready for this stream. It's, it's incredible. Like, I was shocked with how well it flowed. I admittedly, I was concerned, but at the end of the day, nah, it's chef's kiss perfection. I think the scene that, like, really it's crazy how much this show added to the original trilogy, but also a lot of the sequels. Um, you already mentioned her naming yep. her son, Ben, which for a while was like, why did they do that? But we got to remember this story has been in the works since we've known about it since early 2016. Mm -hmm. That means it's been in the works since like the buyout of Lucasfilm, I would say like roughly. So Absolutely it is it has. Yeah. That, they, that they did that. But I think like the scene for like a new hope, which I haven't rewatched really it since the series, but I've seen this posted a lot is the scene whenever, um, Obi-Wan's fighting Vader and everything and then things are slowed down and the twins Luke and Leia show up and look at Kenobi and Kenobi just looks at them and, and just has this smile on his face 
there's so much more depth and emotion and emotional weight be mm -hmm. facts behind that now because yeah. of this show and i'm so grateful yeah. for it. he sees that he knows his mission has been completed he says you know he's mm -hmm. he's ready to move on now you know something else. and and something else too and once y'all go back and watch a new hope see if y'all kind of pick this up as well but when they're in kenobi's little homestead and the the message of leia first pops up it immediately cuts to obi-wan and his facial expression like i now see this as oh man he's thinking about their little mission the side quest that just happened in the series and you can it matches perfectly like you can tell as soon as he sees that That's he knows who that girl is it's just incredible. It, it top tier, top tier yeah. stuff right there. Can't wait uh, to continue to pull the connections and things like that between this show and a new hope. And like y'all alluded to even post a new hope into the sequel trilogy. Absolutely awesome stuff. All right. We're now ready for part two, part two. The first thing that I want to discuss regarding part two is we get this quote from the grand inquisitor and it's alluded to in part five later into the show that says you came to us from the gutter i still don't know what that means any am i missing something like yeah she was literally gutted with a lightsaber <laughs> okay sure fair sure fair that <laughs> correct in that but I, they I, look <laughs> at the jedi temple as a gutter in that way you know what that's a good call that is that's a good what, call that's how I, I picked up on it they okay they think of her as a low as a lesser being because of the jedi temple i can see that headcanon accepted yeah that's how i say i don't know <laughs> i take it i take that but that is one thing that uh has been a burning question of mine now that i've rewatched it is uh we get this quote of we found you in a gutter twice and i don't know what that gutter well, is but they, hey they found in a gutter well i think we're digging too deep into that yeah, i, I think it's just that, that she was worth <laughs> she's worthless she's basically been in a ditch and that's yeah. it you know i mean she's been gutted i mean metaphor metaphorically yeah it's all metaphor yeah. The whole thing's one big metaphor. <laughs> is what it <laughs> Fair. All right. Oh, yeah. Just wanted to real quickly throw that out there because that is one thing that I've noticed. All right. Number two, as far as part two. Although there was no appearance of Padme, I feel like one of the things that was great about this series is the fact that you could kind of feel her presence, though. Yes. And it started here in part two with this quote, you just remind me of someone she was fearless to and stubborn. She was a leader. So the numerous allurements to Padme that we got were here in part two, in part three on Freck's little transport, and then part six with obviously that emotional goodbye that we'll talk about later once we get to part six for sure. Uh, but how did we feel about that, the incorporation of Padme into this story, even though they didn't have Natalie Portman physically there, I still felt like she was there just mm. in spirit. What did you think? What do you think about that, Palpa Memes? Yeah, it shows the impact that that Padme has, you know, on the overall story. I think a lot of people miss out on that. You know, she's a very important character and stuff in, in the prequels. But I did like I some people are going to get mad at me. I'm glad Natalie Portman wasn't in there because I think mm. it, you know, it did. Well, it depends on how they do it. Maybe like a quick PTSD moment with Anakin in the back or sorry, Vader in the back to tank. I, I would be OK with that. Actually, I changed my mind on that. Um, I guess I'm just thinking about the Kenobi scenes, um, but I just like that just a few words you feel the impact that she had on on the uh the star wars saga we'll say absolutely all right dj how did you how did you feel about the padme incorporation i mean based I mean, off of quotes i mean she's first of all she's the queen okay and rightfully so and i i mean growing up watching phantom menace it's like you're the queen you know your highness you, you, i respect you uh but natalie portman 
I understand why she probably couldn't be a part of the series. I mean, Thor is right around the corner and um, she's probably busy doing Thor while this is also going on. So I had hopes that maybe the schedule would work out. The fact that she wasn't present though, actually lent itself to more, I'm going to use a very big word, uh, emotional gravitas. Um, because it just gave so much feeling with Obi-Wan. You could see that on his face and Ewan did a good job of that. And, and then I, I forget the name of the actress who plays uh, Leia in this, in this series, but she was so great at just being like dumbfounded at the idea of this fearless, wonderful, stubborn leader that is her mom. Cause she doesn't know she is. So she played for lack of a better term, she played dumb very well um in that she has no idea she is so but yes padme's felt and i still wish that she was there i certainly felt like she was there in spirit but i would have it'd have been great for like a ptsd type flashback or even just a full scene would have been great too i would have i would have liked to seen something like that too but sure. i'm not like dying for it at this point the only thing i truly would have been mad about is if qui-gon hadn't show up shown up fair and and the fact that he did for like even a microsecond is great so yeah. <laughs> as far as padme goes i'm good with i'm good without yeah no i loved the i mean even though she was only i think mentioned or alerted to like three times i felt like her presence was felt all the whole six time. parts the whole like, time it was great the way that they incorporated that into it was phenomenal uh cloney boy has an interesting point here in the chat I think a bit of dialogue from Padme would have worked well for Vader. You don't have to see her, just hear her. And that could be the furthest you get with her involvement. I love that idea. And I know one of the things that I shared prior to the show is, you know, with that that scene of Vader getting assembled, I felt like we could have gotten some flashback moments there mm. of him thinking about Padme and him putting away his old Anakin self and officially becoming Vader in those moments. I feel like that would have been pretty poetic and that could have been a, another way to incorporate Padme for sure. But yeah, I'm still, I'm still very happy with what we got there as far as Padme Amidala. All right, next up, Reva. Reva reveals that Anakin is still alive to Obi-Wan, which has led to way too much debate online, even now knowing the part five explanation, which I'm, I'm kind of thrown off by. Like people are, thrown off that she somehow knows that information and is still alive even though we get that visual representation in part five so i just real quick palpa memes what are your thoughts on this is it okay for reva to know this information just expand on that yeah it's not an issue at all good She's to hear youngling. <laughs> she saw vader when the temple got massacred and that's what i've been saying like it's funny because people kept complaining about it and stuff i'm like guys you realize this show's not over right and they're like, yeah, but they're not going to reveal that because it's like a bunch of plot holes. They don't care. I'm like, because I knew all the leaks and stuff. So I wasn't going to say anything, but I was like, okay, you know, let us show. Oh, you're a leak guy. You know, the yeah, leaks. Yeah. Yeah. I can't um, do leaks, man. It kills me. I, I know. I, I applaud that actually. It's, but I just, I just have a good time getting into leaks and, and because I'm friends with some people who are like on set and stuff. So it's just fun. It's just fun experience and stuff. Now, if it's like a movie, I want to stay away from movie leaks, but show leaks. Yeah, I'll go into them. But yeah, it was like, it wasn't a problem at all for me. Okay, good. And, and DJ, I think you're good with it not being a problem at all as well. No, I have no okay. issues. All right. Yeah. Just wanted to make, you know, we got a new guest on here. And Actually, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, right. Honestly, yeah, it, it, it all makes sense. Of course, of course, she's a youngling in the temple and that's why she knows. Yeah. Duh. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Here at the end of part two is when we get our first look at Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. So I just wanted to, for us, 
think back at this and just share what our initial impressions were and how this moment made us feel. Man, yeah, as someone who grew up on the prequels and grew up with Hayden and Ewan, I was already getting all that all the Ewan I could get, and I was loving it. And then they hit you with that at the end. I mean, yeah, it's just I love Hayden Christensen. I hate the way he was treated and stuff. And so just seeing him back in that form for the first time, I'm just like, man, it, it was just, it was awesome. Yeah, Hayden Hayden popping up was just class. I mean, I'm just glad that they were able to pull that off, and. At this point, like I was craving way more Hayden for sure, but definitely the finale made up for it to say the least. DJ, what did you think of this moment? Only problem I have with this, everything about it's great. It all looks great. It sounds great. Well, sort of. The only issue I have is that it was not, they did not use the Imperial March. Mm. Mm. That's it. Only problem. I remember that being one of our criticisms throughout the show is that we just felt like they could have used some prequel original trilogy themes here and there that yes. I feel like would have allowed the the scenes that we were seeing to hit more emotionally. It's because this isn't Mandalorian. Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, let Ludwig do his all, do his thing because it that makes sense for that universe. I'm, I mean, now it does. If you're going to have you and sorry, quick soapbox gonna have Ewan you're gonna have Hayden freaking Anakin versus Obi-Wan duel of fates the weird lady singing in the Jedi temple shout out John Hare okay so you get all of these weird little things like that would be perfect and they don't do it until the last episode I get that last week I had Caleb read a quote from me that said it's it needed to be earned it did need to be earned for what they had (laughs) but retrospect hindsight put the freaking imperial march in this scene it makes it a billion times better, and I would have had more goosebumps. Honestly, oh yeah, like I would have been like, okay, flipping tables, let's get this thing. You know, I'd <laughs> yeah. have been all, I'd have been all over the place, but Fair. it didn't. That didn't happen, so it's my only problem with it. Everything else, great. Fair, I, I, I can see that criticism for sure. I had goosebumps all over, except maybe my feet. If they had had the Imperial March, it, they would have made it to my feet. <laughs> There's it's a nice such a, it's such a weird, like, <laughs> it's like, ah, tickle yourself with goosebumps. That's oh, weird. Oh, <laughs> man. Anyway, I want to visit the chat before we move on to part three, just real quick, because I did see some things. Uh, Luis Berry, that's a new name that I haven't seen. So what's up, Luis? Glad that you're here. Says, not Mando, but better than Boba Fett. Okay, so I think Luis is saying Kenobi is not as good as Mando, but it is better than Boba Fett. That, that's an interesting thing that we could definitely get into. And if we have time, maybe toward the end of the stream, we might try to rank the three live action Star Wars series that we've gotten so far. Um, okay, Cloney Boy. Oh, and let me backtrack, actually. Orar D, new name there, says they said Lucas is writing season two. Yeah. I don't think that's happening. Lucas don't is think not that's coming happening. back to write anything in Star Wars. He doesn't want to. <laughs> no, d- definitely not. Yeah. I All wish right. you would. Sure, yeah, sure. but look, guys, man sold the franchise for a reason. Yeah. We are the reason. We are the reason. <laughs> okay, he ain't coming back. We don't deserve him. Uh, we don't. Oh, man. All right, Cloney Boy. Natalie Holt gave an explanation for the theme. She didn't want to use them until the character's full uh, fully filled their arcs force theme for for obi-wan leia's theme imperial march so on yeah and i 100 see that for sure and i get that a creative decision i just don't know if i i feel like i still would have enjoyed more original stuff here i'm gonna be there. honest with you Frank that quote, quote makes me angry mm. i hate that i don't like that at all Man. that's a bad that's a bad call 
Yeah. I don't, because I'm, I listened to the soundtrack about half of it today and I was like, gosh, this sounds way too much like Loki. Mm. Like I just, I couldn't, I could not escape with it and it really bugged me. I so I will forever, wow, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I will forever dislike everything about this musical soundtrack except for the Obi Wan theme itself because that's John Williams. So, okay. Fair. Yeah. I'm, that's the, I don't usually get heated, but I am right now. Sorry. <laughs> All right. We are now ready and on to part three. Part three is where, for me, it really started to crank up the intensity. And one of the things that I just thought of as I was rewatching is the quote where Obi-Wan is remembering a baby brother. Are we going to get any expansion on this? I mean, I would love to see a story, at least read it. In a comic book, novel, doesn't matter. But is this something that they're toying with behind the scenes that secretly Obi-Wan has this brother that we've never heard about? Papa Memes, what do you think? I don't I hope they, I like it to be a mystery. That's not, because okay. it's like the whole idea of the Jedi, you know, you're taken from your family. I think, I think they definitely put that point in just to show the, how powerful it was, you know. He was ripped away from his family. He may have had a brother that he would never know. You know, hmm. so I think that's why they put it in. It's not something I, I hope they don't expand upon it because I do feel like Star Wars has a problem sometimes of giving answers and explanations to things that don't need answers or explanations to. It's better left untold, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, that's just kind of my view on it. Yeah, no, I, I think you're probably approaching it correctly. Is that that line was just thrown in there to, first of all, allow him to relate to Leia. But second of all, just to portray the idea that Jedi have some struggles too early on. Mm -hmm. They're separated from their family. He was separated from a potential baby brother. DJ, what did you think? Or what do you think? Should we get an expansion on this? You definitely don't need an expansion. Okay. Um, I, I understand why it's there. Mm -hmm. It's not really needed. Yeah. Like Anakin's his brother at the end of the day. That's so deep. like, why, why even bring it up i guess like it's it's a nice thing to think about you know it's it's kind of cool okay yeah he might have had a brother you know in clone wars we got to see where ahsoka's people come from so like you know i, I and darth maul's people you know we got to see his village it's i get it i understand some people may want that i'm not those people mm -hmm. um so for me it's one of those i get why it's there i really don't want it there i just like kenobi being this guy who Wow, I am becoming the guys on Twitter I don't like. Um, I I really just don't like the idea of them adding something like that to it because I really want Obi-Wan to just be not a lone wolf, but a lone wolf. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't need to stay mysterious like Yoda does, but I would prefer to not know anything about his backstory before becoming a Jedi. That's but it's okay, it's okay that it's there. It's not like it's going to kill the story for me. Um, it, but And it never probably will, because this is still one of the best Star Wars stories ever told, uh, yeah. on par with Empire Strikes Back and Re Revenge of the Sith. But um, I don't think it needs to be expanded at all. Okay. I think it, just leave it as it is. All right, fair. Uh, two things in the chat that 
kind of connect to this conversation. Cloney Boy says, I like to think the brother he mentions is how he feels about Anakin. Anakin was taken from him by Sidious. It doesn't work fully, but it's a nice headcanon. Yeah, I, I like that. Like that idea. Blue Milk Mama, John Kenobi. <laughs> LOL. Actually, I hope not. And I don't think they will. It was really interesting to hear him talk about a family, though. And, and at the end of the day, I, I think that's just kind of the approach. Just kind of having that mention show again, just more uh, battle struggles, internal things that Kenobi's having to deal with now at this point in his life. Uh, just adding to that story a little bit. I think at the end of the day, that's that's really what it was all about. All right, next up, part three introduces us to Tala. For me, this is my opinion, Tala was the best new character. Maybe because of my love for Game of Thrones and her character in Game of Thrones, that might have something to do with it. But I absolutely loved her. Papa Memes, what did you think of Tala? I, I might agree with you, actually. In terms of new characters, she was really good. Um, she had a good setup and a really good conclusion. I didn't see coming. Yeah, that death. That death really it's hurt killed me. me. I, hate it, I mean, it was necessary. Yeah. It was. Someone had to do it. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day for this show, that was the emotional moment. Like yeah. the emotional loss. That happens in like most every series that you have someone that unfortunately hits the can and it was Tala and it, the bucket. it, it worked perfectly. Worked perfectly. DJ, what did you think of Tala? I love Tala. I, I love this character so much and God, it's just like, you look at her and you think you look at what Leia ended up looking up to her so much, which means, and of course, at the end of it, she gets her, her holster, which is like, is that the same holster from like all, you know, like I'm thinking specifically return of the Jedi. And I'm going to say it is until someone says otherwise, but it's so incredible that to think she has a mom, you know, Bre Brea is her mom and she's raised her, but it's like, I think it's Tala becomes a role model of sorts for Leia. And in a weird way for all of us, because like you, we needed a truly amazing and strong female hero here. Not to say that we don't have that already in Ray and Leia and uh, you know, Rose and Jana, you know, from looking at sequel trilogy or Padme even. But somebody in this series, you know, to really like represent who Leia could become is, is Tala dead out and no pun intended. Uh, so Tala just is just the best. I love her character so much. I wish that we could see more of her. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope that Lucasfilm like drafts Charles Scholl to like go do a comic series on the path. And yeah. it have nothing to do with the High Republic, of course, but it be about what she does with the help of, of you know, Ned B, who I still think is Ned Bigby from Ned's Classified <laughs> School Survival Guide. But, you know, I, I still want to see some more of her and Ned B doing their thing. So mm -hmm. love Tala. Absolutely love Tala. Yeah, she is something that I, I want to see expanded upon in a novel or comic somewhere. Uh, and especially the Tala novel. <laughs> well, yeah, sure, that's fine. But also in I connection that. to that idea of the path, which is actually my next reflection kind of talking point here is the fact that the path is probably one of the most impactful kind of things that this show introduced 
as far as in the galaxy, Star Wars franchise as a whole. So just open any question here for, for discussion is what are some things that this idea of the path opens the door to? And what did you, Palpa Memes, think of this addition to canon? I don't mind it. I like the thing with Quinlan Voss. That was cool. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I don't like the idea of so much. It feels like the more they leave Jedi alive after Order 66, the less impactful and important Luke Skywalker is. And that's kind of, I know that might be kind of a, eh, pretentious thing. Yeah, maybe. And maybe it's a little pretentious to say, but, and I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I mean, there's going to be people who survive, but the more they keep saying, I'm like, it would be interesting to see them find the path and where it leads and stuff and then basically end it, you know, that would be an interesting closure, kind of keep it early on. But I think it's a cool idea. I just, I just, they keep bringing in more Jedi and it's ironic because Cal Kestis is one of my favorite characters. I mean, the dude's awesome and, you know, so I don't know. I'm just kind of mixed on it. Yeah. Well, I, th sounds like maybe, well, I think it's just across the board. We need more explanation for the path maybe than, than what we got in kenobi and i think that might make more sense for that idea and make us potentially even feel better uh yeah. dj what do you think about the path i get where you're at palpa memes on the idea of like it, it kind of lessens luke i do i do get that um however luke is still the greatest jedi ever like it's like you're ranking him he's top 10 easily um and that's that's me being a little generous to some other <laughs> jedi sure. but I still think that the idea of the path existing is really cool for the overall lore, especially when you think about when they get to their cave hideout where there's like 15 lightsabers just hanging out. General Grievous is rolling over in his <laughs> grave. You know, it's just like, you know, you look down at that and you think they gave it up. I mean, they, they gave it up and they're just existing, you know, sure. now yeah, seemingly, among us you know it's just it's one of those crazy concepts so while it does say yeah there's a lot of jedi that come through there it also says but you know what they gave up and which That's makes luke yeah. which makes luke's story that much better because he comes out of nothing you know yeah. and but on top of that though the thing i really like uh, with the path is this guy up here i am now convinced that grogu made his way through the path with the help of tala until so I, that's what I want to see. I, that's what I want to happen now in a comic. You know, the, I think there's a Mandalorian comic finally getting printed sometime this year or next. And um, it's, it, I don't even know what the comic is. I just know I'm going to go pick it up because mm -hmm. I have to have it because it's a Mandalorian comic. But um, if they ever do a comic or novel with Tala in the path, I 100% expect Grogu to, to be thrown in there. And how he get that'd be something insane to figure out how he gets from that point A to point B, uh, point A being Order 66, point B being Mandalorian Episode 1. Um, mm. It'd be great to see that, but I'm now convinced that that's what happened. So mm. I love the path for what it could mean for Mandalorian. Because um, it is one, This that's the thing we have to remember, is that yeah. this is one long linear story. It's not like Marvel where you have Captain America technically starts it all, and then by the time you get to 2022, you've got this happening and this happening and this happening and it branches off. It's not, that's not, that's not Star Wars. It's, it's linear. And that's why it's so fun. I think so. It, it, I want this to lend itself to something with Mandalorian. Cause that's where 
that's where Star Wars is right now. Is yeah. the Mandalorian. So, well, I mean, if there is anything from this series that could connect, it would probably be that path idea. So we'll see. We'll see if it connects to Grogu in some form uh, or another uh, yeah. along the way. All right. Last question for part three. Darth Vader and Obi-Wan have their appetizer of a duel. Just thoughts on that, that one. Because for me, I loved it, but it did feel like they were, and now in hindsight, I see why. They were definitely saving some moments for the finale. Mm -hmm. They were saving also like the production level of it, in my opinion, too. Like it was just kind of like an open scene, just kind of not much to it. But I like the emotional stakes that it is set up eventually toward the end of the, of the show. But uh, Palpa Memes, what did you think of this appetizer between the two? I thought it was okay. I mean, yeah. there was some cool parts about it. The, the the budget really showed, and that's my that's probably my big one of my biggest issues with the show is the budget was just so bad. I've heard, I've heard ninety to a hundred million, which is criminally low for a show like this, and it really, yeah, oh yeah, and that's uh, I, I I haven't heard that number, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, disappointing. I mean, some people report one fifty million, but. There's no way this show's 150 million. Well, isn't it like Lord of the Rings is doing like 500 mil? Ah, uh, something like that. It's probably, I think they said it's. I know that the Ezra Miller Flash movie was 200. Yeah, movies typically well, yeah. are 200. Yeah, movies are. Yeah. yeah, but just as a comparison, you yeah, know, this right. got less than a DC character who the actor's been arrested like five times the last week, you yeah. know? Just, yeah. I'm going to throw Ezra Miller under the bus real quick. Yeah, but fair go on. Enough. <laughs> but yeah, I thought, I thought the duel was a. Eh. I don't mm -hmm. see myself going back and rewatching it because it didn't really mm -hmm. give me anything to want to go back and rewatch. I think is is I like the part where he throws him in the fire. That was definitely a nice poetic oh, yeah. thing. Like, oh, he's he's he wants to see Kenobi suffer. That part was important, and I like that. But that's probably it. Okay, fair. DJ, what about you? I'll say I love this fight. Here's well, it's not a fight. Um, mm -hmm. I love this confrontation because mm -hmm. it's Vader his first time at bat. I look at it like baseball, where you, you're a batter and you get struck out by your pitcher, your opposing pitcher in the first inning, you know, and you're like, well, I'm not letting that happen again. And you get up in the third or fourth, whenever your next time at bat is, and you just go out swinging. And Vader hits a freaking grand slam. I mean, that's what happens in this third episode because he gets that revenge he's wanted so badly. Yeah. Now, it is interrupted, and I understand that. But it shows so much of what Obi-Wan is still having to deal with. It shows Obi-Wan, that is not Anakin. This is Darth Vader. And he needed that as a progression to get to part six. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of the story, how it relates to A New Hope, you're more machine now than man. Mm -hmm. Listen, that, that, that doesn't really get a whole lot better than the way they did it. Yeah. Plus, Obi-Wan was not ready to fight. It's the first time he's ignited a lightsaber in probably a decade. And sure. it's great. That's poetic in and of itself that he lit a lightsaber to end his time as a, or to, uh, I guess not light it, but you guys know what I mean. He fights Anakin, shuts it off, and 10 mm -hmm. years later, turns it on to fight who? Anakin. It's very poetic in that. So that scene for me is carries so much emotional weight to the story. So I like it. Sure. Um, it is a lackluster fight. It's supposed to be. I think it's it's written to be lackluster. So yeah. I love the, yeah. the way they to toyed with it a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. I think my biggest issue is just the, the bad production of it. Mm -hmm. um, I can know, see I, that. I, I, that's that's that that really took it down for me. Yeah. I thought the third episode was fairly weak overall. Um, 
Uh, I still thought it was so decent, but just kind of like on the weak okay. end, I guess. But yeah, the fight for me was I like the emotional weight that's carried by it, but eh, I feel like they could have done a better job. Yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, this little appetizer was at the end was just simply giving Vader a win, right? Evening the playing field because obviously Kenobi won the first match. Vader wins this one, and then that way the finale, you know, you get your tiebreaker. I think really at the end of the day, that's what it was for but yeah i i 100 agree with you as far as the production value of it it kind of showed uh it showed that they prioritized things throughout the series rather than just each and every single moment but um at the end of the day the the finale that they spend all the money on oh, you know man. we'll get to that eventually so uh is off we'll uh we'll yeah. we'll share once we get there okay part four We're, we'll uh speed up part four a little bit because really uh for me part four was my least favorite so after oh. i kind of pose this uh little question if y'all want to expand on it a little bit more feel free but uh this one was really like the big thing for me uh, overall for the show was just kind of exploring the fortress uh obviously we got to do that in fallen order but it was great to actually see it in live action television so just a quick multiple choice question i guess for both of you which of the following were your favorite moments during Obi-Wan and Tala's mission? A, Obi-Wan using the Force similarly to the way he used it in A New Hope to distract stormtroopers. B, Obi-Wan finding the Jedi tomb. C, Obi-Wan's ninja skills in the dark with his lightsaber to save Leia. Or D, Obi-Wan's Force hold on the cracking window of the Fortress. Which of those were your favorite moment from this episode? Ooh, it's a hard choice between C and D, I'll be honest. I think I'm the same. Oh, man, I don't know. I think I think C. Okay. I'll go the, with C. The ninja I'm, I'm skills. I'm a sucker for a little. Yeah, I'm a sucker for those. I things. love that, too. I think that would be my answer, too. DJ, what about you? I'm going to be different and just say uh, it's B. The, the uh, <laughs> Jedi tomb? I really, truly, the Jedi tomb, I get scared real easily. I hate horror movies. I don't like scary movies. They, they, I don't watch them. People are like, watch Friday the 13th. I've never seen it because I don't want to be scared. So I skip it. And for me, having a bit of horror in the middle of this, I was like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot for me. It really was. And it really it tugged on the strings quite a bit. I don't felt, some people are like saying things like the youngling encased in it, removed them from it was like okay why is his hat still on it was like where some people were saying i was like i of it the inquisitors that's how i took it say that again it's a, it's a trophy right they that's how i mean it's a trophy that's exactly how i see it i'm like wow that is scary like that is Dark. truly terrifying so wow that like watching him do jedi ninja stuff fan freaking tastic <laughs> you know i love it but the tomb I haven't stopped thinking about that tomb. I'm just going to be real honest. You know, story, I, wise, story wise, it's the best part of episode four. Just that that story aspect. I I, say. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would that would probably be the most, I guess, franchise implication kind of moment of that episode for sure. I guess the, that's where my mind Jedi is tomb. a lot is how it affects the franchise. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that definitely Absolutely. does. Yeah. yeah, great mindset to be in in this little reflection. You know, <laughs> you know. All right. On to part five, then you know we're 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 now ready for the two final episodes. That it and kind of back to that production value. I felt like 
bumped it up real quick. Part five and part six, you could feel that they really prioritize these two episodes, and rightfully so. Uh, so the first thing, obviously, that jumps off the screen is the incorporation of the Anakin Obi-Wan flashback to reflect the current timeline, timeline storytelling, um, which is still top tier Star Wars for me. Just the, the reflection, I guess, of this training flashback still reflects the way that Obi-Wan and Vader are acting currently is just awesome. Papa Memes, what did you think of this incorporation of the flashback? Was it enough flashback of Anakin Skywalker for you um, or did you feel like there was more that you could have got from that? Yeah, I'll, I freaking love that. Those Let's flashbacks. Go. I actually re, re, today watched on YouTube someone like clipped them all together and stuff, and it was just, it's so exciting. And and seeing An uh, Anakin's episode two Hill and then Obi Wan's um, episode one and two Hill, I mean, it's just phenomenal stuff. The details um, were the details, mm. you know. And and they recently released a picture of the room, the set that was built for that. Saw they that built, they built the real set with the volume, and I'm like, oh man, if I had money, I would like build a room. And then build the the volume technology, I guess, into that room and like make a little course on room. But one thing I really love about <laughs> it that I haven't seen too many pick up on is is the way that they fight is incorporated, or the way they train is incorporated this. in the fight at the end of uh, yeah. episode six, where it's kind of similar to how Vader, uh, or sorry, Anakin takes Obi Wan's lightsaber away. He's like, "You're you're beat. Your saber, your your weapon is gone." And you know, Obi Wan's does what he does, and then in episode six. Vader just throws rocks and just rocks on him, walks away with confidence like you're beaten. You can't, you know, and it's the same thing. Obi-Wan once again got the best of him. But yeah. I, I thought the and the training, the, the choreography was just so fun. Just classic he was, prequel he was still, fights. Still the learner. Yep. Still yep. the learner. And again, yeah. that plays really well when you watch A New Hope again. Yep. It plays really well. DJ, what did you think of uh the flashback because again we're now to the moment where i haven't talked to talked about this stuff with you at least on the podcast <laughs> i about poop my pants oh, i'm just gonna man. be real honest like <laughs> <laughs> i um every week every time the episode would come out i would jump in spoiler threads like on facebook and twitter mm -hmm. and try to come up with like the weirdest way to say i enjoyed it and for me honestly i think that particular week i said i think i sweat through exactly 17 cotton t-shirts like i just i couldn't like get through it without just being like ah! like the whole time so uh i loved it i absolutely loved it and yeah i love it as it is um but i also watched a de-aging video today uh with hayden christensen having been de-aged mm -hmm. and holy mess when you watch that in the dh it's on youtube somewhere if you just look up dh hayden and yeah. uh obi-wan you can find you guys have probably seen it um it, it's in, it's immaculate you know mm -hmm. whoever did it i don't know if it's the same guy that did the de-aging fix quote unquote for luke in mando 2 but um man it's it's incredible so but even that aside it's i want to grow a padawan braid now <laughs> I haven't wanted a Padawan braid in 15 years. Now I want yeah. one. I'm not going to grow one, but I want one. Mm -hmm. um, the Just everything about Hayden in that particular outfit yeah. just rocked my, 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 my prequel loving world. Cause sure. I just couldn't believe. And the, of course you, you mentioned the hilts palpa memes i mean you said it's such a small detail but it's like oh man it's and you, they know star wars fans are going to look for that stuff plus mm -hmm. ewan loves that lightsaber hilt 
he, he I mean, he it. picked it. He handpicked it. Yep. So he's like, this one's mine. Mm-hmm. And I can see him as an executive producer on the series just being like, that hey, real quick, this lightsaber has to be in, in the show somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I could very easily see that being the case. If they if he didn't say it, yeah, whatever. But man, this whole scene just I run I want to rewatch Attack of the Clones now because of it. I bet thousands that's, of people that's have. Crazy because yeah, that's it's crazy what the show does. You know, makes you. Want I know. To watch I, these films after he showed up on Mapuzo, you know, in the premonition of him with the hood up. You know, I thought that is Mapuzo, isn't it? Yeah, the little desert planet. That's Mapuzo. Yes. Like I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering the planets in this yes. one. But um, I was like, I got to watch Revision of the Sith now. was what I thought when I saw that. But then, you, you know, fast forward to this, you're like, Attack of the Clones is the best movie ever. Like, you just, <laughs> you know, you just can't help but geek out a little bit. And that's yeah. how I've been ever since. And, For God, sure. it's just it's just a good stuff. Good well, I, I think the flashbacks still work great in a week later, a week after oh. seeing yeah. it. They'll Actually, always work. Two weeks, I guess, after seeing it. Yeah. It, Great stuff. That the flashbacks were incredible. Okay, I guess this might be the biggest reflection question yet. Uh, in part five, we start to see Obi Wan's character development begin to really shine due to his willingness to help the civilians. So essentially, did the arc of building the character back up again that this series set out to do end up working for you, Palpa Memes? Yeah, no doubt. Okay, you know, at the very beginning, he's. I I can't help you. And it's not that he doesn't want to. It's that he himself feels he's just not physically or emotionally capable of doing so. Mm -hmm. Whereas jump forward a few episodes later, he's taken the sacrifices. He's being a leader again. And so it's just fulfilling, especially with the PTSD and and all that, that he endures, you know, it comes around and it's, it's really feel good. It's like, man, good for this guy. Yeah, for sure. DJ, anything you want to add to that? You know, I think that Obi-Wan's arc represents a lot of people in, in our world in that we let fear drive us so much from keeping us from doing even small things. So to watch a character like Obi-Wan Kenobi go from who he was in the Clone Wars to Revenge of the Sith to now, then to see him in A New Hope, it's so different than what I was expecting. I, 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 mean, I knew he wouldn't want to leave Tatooine. And I knew that he would have a hard time leaving Tatooine if that's where the show ended up going. So when he does it, he would just remove so much reluctancy and fear to do what he knows is the right thing. And I wish that more people in our world would take that on and remove, allow that fear to leave and take on what is right. And when you take, when you remove that fear and take on what is true and what we know to be good, especially as, a, as the true nature of a Jedi, not the corrupted side of things that we saw from the Clone Wars, um, you know, not the jaded type of Jedi. I'm talking like a true Jedi. <laughs> I need the little coin thing to go above me, like from Lego Star Wars. Um, that that changes so much, and I love I love that Obi Wan shed all of that mm-hmm. to publicly say, "Look, it's obvious." Okay, I'm obviously I'm a Jedi. You guys know that, but we're not saying it. Let's just put that away real quick. Let's get out of here. We've got to figure out a way out. And I love that he steps out of that fear and into that leadership role that he's always been good at. He just needed a purpose. 
And that purpose lends itself to what he does in A New Hope. Him leaving Tatooine in A New Hope, no problem. Why? He knows what his purpose is. So let, letting him be rid of that fear and finding that purpose is something that I, I absolutely love. And this scene brings all that together. And again, to reiterate, I wish more people in real life would do that. You know, yeah. I have a much happier world if we did stuff no like doubt. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I, just to bounce off of that, I thought it was poetic. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, loved everything that both of you guys said there. So I won't add anything to it. I uh, thought it was phenomenal. All right. Next up for war part five, the big Reva reveal. Uh, obviously, the night of Order 66, Reva was there. That's how she knows that Anakin is Darth Vader. It's revealed that uh, she wants to then kill Darth Vader. She's been trying to hunt this guy um, ever since. So first question that I have was, is what was this reveal shocking to you? Did you see this coming? And then second question I have is, did this reveal work for you? Like, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it shocked me. But I was like, oh, man. That's good because yeah. I never saw I really never expected it. I never really saw it coming. Mm -hmm. So it definitely was like, but then I think back. I'm like, oh, wait, this all makes sense now. Yep. It all kind of everything kind of comes together and stuff, you know, so I loved it. OK, good. DJ, how'd you I wish I was shocked and I loved it. Good. I mean, I gen genuinely wasn't ready to, for that to be the case. Yeah. However, it makes all the sense in the world. And as we've been saying, you know, like just give the stories. That's how it was each week when we break it down. I was like, get, let's make, I just tell myself, remember to let the story breathe. Mm -hmm. And I was saying that to our listeners, but very much myself too, because I, I, I don't want to get tied up in the rigmarole that is online speculation at times. And with this one, it was so important to remember, this is a new character. We don't know who she is let the story work itself out and when it did it made it, it made everything perfect and I, I really think it works very very well yeah I, I really thoroughly enjoyed this reveal as well and and this was the best acting scenes between uh at least Reva and Obi-Wan because I don't think well they have another face-to-face -face interaction in the finale but their little acting chops here as they were going back and forward the the emotions that you could see on both of their faces incredible stuff and i think i said that me and zach horvath was on zach horvath was on the show when we did our spoiler discussion on that so i, I kind of dove into that a lot there but uh really loved that scene specifically when when we finally get the the reva reveal and yes definitely worked for me uh we've already talked on the tala and ned b situation obviously that was emotional so we won't we won't spend time on that you know hashtag, i don't want to cry yeah we don't want to we don't want to go don't make dj don't make dj cry <laughs> But the next thing that we need to d discuss regarding part five is obviously the sheer power of Darth Vader that's yeah. portrayed, um, <laughs> bringing a ship down, ripping the side of the ship off, then just fighting Reva with the force, knowing all along what Reva's intentions were, but him being able to manipulate the situation where he wasn't going to be affected or killed or anything like that. Just incredible stuff. Uh, so I guess the question that comes to mind, honestly, is, is this Vader at his best, Palpa memes, th these moments? <laughs> In terms of live action on screen? Uh-huh. It's, it's up there for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there for me. I love seeing it with two sabers. That was neat. Oh, <laughs> and the, like the, the kind of like a Soka yeah. pose there for yeah. a minute. Yeah, yeah. I, I caught that. Yeah. So <laughs> it was cool. I just, the CGI work. Mm. Could have been hundred mil for the whole series. Just, <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> I, I, it's so frustrating because it's like Disney. This is literally your biggest 
like objectively viewership wise is your biggest disney plus live action original um but no i i, I love that scene the reveal of, with reva and stuff and how she's hunting him and then seeing her even just try and make an attempt to fight him and then learning that vader knew all along he's yeah. like did you really think you know and um it's kind of like a cat and a mouse you know cats just kind of playing with the mouse and just having fun with it kind of baiting sure. it and trying to given the the mouse you know kind of trying to hint that oh you might have a chance of fighting me but it's like no not at all yeah yeah so good so good dj anything you want to add 100 he was at his best um <laughs> i this was on par with boba riding the rancor honestly Ooh. like top two best moments across the board well hold on one second i forgot about luke <laughs> The Luke, the Boba riding the Rancor, and and Vader ripping the hole off of a of a space transport, best three moments in all three series, hands down. I mean, you're not gonna. I don't think anybody would fight you on that, honestly. Um, so for me, this was incredible to watch Vader do this. His power was insane. And listen, when I think about that scene, I just think about that. I totally forget that Reva even fights Vader after that because that's how much that scene sticks in my head having said that watching vader have two red lightsabers is yeah 100 reminiscent of ahsoka but also it's reminiscent of attack of the clones which was what mm. a big portion of that episode was about so it's like give anakin two more two more lightsabers to play with and oh yeah i don't think either one of them was actually his were they was one of them even his mm. like no, he, he took Reva's and yeah. broke it. In yeah, half. so like the dude doesn't even get out his own lightsaber for like half the fight. Yeah, and he's like, "I can do this with yours." You're trying really, you know. It's so close to Rogue One that it makes me want to throw up. It's so awesome. <laughs> I'm just gonna be real honest. It's so yeah. good. It was it was pretty remarkable. Uh, I see in the chat, Jafet is back saying about Jafet has the opinion that he wasn't a fan of the Kenobi series, which. Last week, though, he stated in the chat, didn't like the finale, but then he went on to list all the things that he loved instead. So, Jafet, appreciate the energy. Even though I, I hate that you didn't enjoy the show, I'm still glad that you're able to find things that you loved, and hopefully you were able to love uh, the, that incredible Vader stuff that we got here at the end of part uh, five. And I see Zach. What up? What up, hey, Zach? Glad, glad to see you in the chat. Okay. We, let's go ahead and get to the finale because I, I, I see that we're definitely already over our usual hour mark that we try to hit. So let's go ahead and get to the finale. Um, let's see where I want to go here. We, we already kind of talked on the original trilogy themes and how they were officially incorporated into this part six. So we won't kind of expand on that. Obviously, we would have loved to hear it throughout the show, but it makes sense that they tried to save it and wait until the very end. Uh, worked, yes definitely could have used some more of it in our opinion though all right uh okay let's just talk about it rematch of the century rematch of the century let's just talk about it let's <laughs> let's ignore everything else simply ask this question here did the rematch of the century live up to the hype yeah it was freaking awesome <laughs> it was so cool i i i'm the only thing I wish was I there's someone made an edit with the Revenge of the Sith music incorporated into it and it makes it 20 times better. That yep. is my literally only complaint. And and I say complaint loosely because I love the music that does play. Um, it's a nice blend of Obi-Wan's theme and some orchestration and stuff and some choir stuff going on. So I love the music that does play in it. 
But seeing that edit with the uh, Revenge of the Sith stuff going, it but oh yes, man, it was just it was phenomenal. Man, the choreography, it, the story, the emotional impact and weight and stuff. I mean, it was just perfect. Well, I mean, what did you think of the uh, the half you know the half Anakin face kind of reveal? Sim similar to Rebels, obviously, so sad. but. So yeah. sad because then you see Obi Wan's face when Obi Wan realizes that Anakin probably is just dead, and that Vader's it's all that's remained. You know, I think that Obi Wan thought that seeing Anakin, he's like, oh my gosh, this can be it, Anakin. I can bring Anakin back. You know, but then Anakin or Vader kind of smiles when he says, you know, I killed him. That scene hit hard. Yeah. yeah, and it's like when he, yeah, he has like a little half smile, and it's like mm -hmm. the mix of Hayden's voice with with Vader or James Earl Jones, like just gosh, it was so good. The execution of that was just great. DJ, thoughts on uh, rematch of the century? Did it live up to the hype for you? Does it deserve that tag? Hold on, let me let me preface this with with this. Uh -huh. Okay, I enjoyed it, and I loved it very much. Okay, now let me get to the part that you're not going to appreciate. Okay. This is not the rematch of the century. Okay. It's a great lightsaber fight. Okay. Um, it just, I don't know, something's missing for me. I don't know, maybe it's because I watched it at 6.30 in the morning while at church camp, you know, and I didn't have the time to like really take myself away from what I was doing all week and just say, okay, Star Wars. or there's something I just don't like about it. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've only seen it one time. Mm. Even now, I've still not gotten around to go back and rewatching it. So the fight itself is good in that it is a perfect in-between of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, the style. I feel like there's 10 years later, this is how they would fight 10 years later. Mm. It makes sense to me. So that's good. But here's the thing. This scene isn't good because of the fight it's good because of the conversation 100 and 100%. like you guys said that that if if you're gonna say the rematch of the century it's that conversation to me yeah that's where the rematch takes place and, you can and i noticed i noticed that too kind of like on my third third yeah. or fourth I, I think i'm up to four rewatches now at nice. this point with with this with the finale only um nice. I look more forward to their dialogue at the end rather than the clashing of sabers for sure. And I, I think that that's something that the uh, revenge of the Sith fight lacked is that there was only conversation at the beginning and at the end mm. and a typical star Wars fight, um, especially in the original trilogy is always, there's a conversation happening and the sequel trilogy did that really well too, but there, there's something here. Um, yeah. And John Hare's in the chat. I did watch the finale with John Hare. Uh, he's a buddy of mine so it was great to watch it with somebody um but he 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 was sitting right next to me and him and another guy we were watching it with were like whoa but yeah you know and i was just kind of like soaking it in <laughs> all right then it's the, again it's the conversation the helmet being ripped in half is right where it needed to be and i've seen this on twitter maybe you guys have too where ahsoka took off one half of the helmet obi-wan took off the other half but only Luke could take off the whole helmet. Beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, okay, whoever figured that one out, and if that was intentional, brilliant, genius work, um, if that was intentional. I hope it is. Yeah. Um, I imagine Filoni and Pablo Hidalgo and everybody else were like, hold on, let's, let's think about this for a second, you know, and, and really kind of take the time. So the rematch is there in the conversation. Anakin, whoa, is, he's dead. Anakin's dead. And Luke revives him. 
and that that is what's beautiful about this finale um that that's why it's the rematch Mm -hmm. um i i kind of want to see somebody super cut this fight with revenge of the sith a new hope and return of the jedi i guess even empire and just mix it all in so that it's like it just punches you in the chest over and over again yeah um so those are my thoughts about the finale as far as the fight goes Mm -hmm. uh i love it but it's still one of those man this i feel like there needed to be something else again i watched it really early in the morning um and it was hot outside i had to watch it outside (laughs) so there's that too um so there's probably elements that i'm just not remembering very well i haven't seen it on a tv you know i've seen it on a laptop so i need to go back and rewatch it probably to really have a good feeling about it mm-hmm. but i from what i remember and what i know i saw and what i, I, I thought about and, and all that yeah. it is good but it to me it all comes down to that conversation okay fair 100 percent. and again i think the dialogue is kind of what makes the rematch of the century tag at least work for me but yeah definitely the lightsaber clashing i don't think was the rematch of the century because still the revenge of the sith battle that those two have is just way too good to ever be beat honestly yeah so, uh yeah but the dialogue was great all right next kind of reflection question just simply uh palpa memes how did you feel about reva's ending oh I, I thought it was fine okay i thought it was fine i had a few different options that i, I one approach i thought they were going to do i thought she was going to um you know end her own life whenever she's holding her lightsaber tied to me that's something that Man. i remember watching it um and i was like wait are they gonna go that path are they, is she gonna die that way and yeah. that's something that i would have been interested in if she just she won't let herself become the monster that is vader essentially mm-hmm. so she's gonna forcefully not let her do that because it's like once you fall to the dark side it's like extremely hard to get out of it because it just takes over you yeah you know and so that's something I thought, but I thought it was fine. I hope we never see her again, unpopular opinion. I like her character. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that she wanders off, leaves her lightsaber, becomes a new person, and is unheard of ever again. Just never. Yeah. We never hear of her again because I think it like it make the most sense for her story. But I, I, I appreciated the ending. Um, Moses' uh, acting was phenomenal. Yeah. She breaks down crying since so she couldn't do it. I mean, that was just that was some good acting right there. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad they made the decision too to kind of keep her injured from part five's events mm-hmm. to give Moses that opportunity to portray the character in that injured sense, but also at the end of this, that realization that uh yeah, she's she's been bad and you know, all those emotions kind of coming out of her. Yeah, great, great acting moments there. And I'm right there with you. I'm in the middle. Like I didn't just absolutely love her ending but i didn't hate it either i'm just it's it's fine it's okay uh not something that just worked great for me but uh i appreciate the the story that they they told with reva dj what about you i really wanted reva to die not because i disliked her but because i think i just expected it yeah um but having listened to y'all talk and see you know probably you say you just don't want to see her again i totally get that However, if she was to show up, it'd be great if they did something with the path post this series and she's now Tala's place as a path leader. Mm. And she kind of gets roped into that group of, I don't know what to call them, rebels? I I don't know if they're, you can call them rebels because that term hasn't really been thrown around yet at this point in the timeline. So I'll say rebels, I guess for now, but I would like to see something like that maybe. Um, Wrapping her story up, the way that they did it with Luke was interesting. And, and, and watching Owen and Baru 
defend the homestead. Oh, that's great. <laughs> totally changes their death in episode four in the best way possible. I was talking to my dad today or yesterday about it. And I was like, dude, that that's nuts. And he goes, I know. Like he's thought about that too, which I'm like, I'm glad somebody who saw Star Wars in 1978 in a theater can say with me now here in 2022 that that is a perfect bookend. You know, like I, I love that I can talk to somebody who was there originally and now, um, but also, you know, just looking at it and that is great. So I guess all the things about Reva's ending, she, her ending actually makes everything around her better. Yeah. So she is a weird means to an end. I guess. So I think at the end of the day, her, her character lived up to certain things. I really think that she should have died probably in episode five Mm. um, and then let episode six breathe in what it needed to do. Mm. But I can understand that that's not how star Wars often works. When you have a new character, see them through, you know, as best you can anyway, except Tala, (laughs) they saw her through and yes, little, little (laughs) sad, but still, you know, (laughs) should have been there the whole way through. She should still be alive, you know. Yeah, (laughs) she should just have hung out with Obi Wan, and they could have gone, yeah, weird Tatooine missions or something. I don't know, but it, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know. I, I I guess I haven't fully processed everything yet because I've still got to think about it. This a week is not enough time for this finale. I think. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, we're going to be talking about this story for years to come. Absolutely. Years to come. All right. Two more questions to kind of wrap up our reflection. First one is this. Um, how did we feel about the Obi-Wan and Leia goodbye? Because that was a heavy emotional moment for me, especially when he lists the qualities of her, her mother that she has, the gifts of her father that she has. Plus the Leia's theme finally playing in the background while he's kind of saying all of this stuff. Yeah, I, I admittedly, you know, I may have wept, may have wept. Papa means, what did you think of this goodbye? Yeah, you said pretty much how I feel about that. <laughs> I like that we got some closure to Obi-Wan's lies, you know, from the beginning. And she, Leia, of course, understands why he did. But, you know, it's nice knowing that Leia now knows this, you know, and seeing that. And Obi-Wan, I think, is has a clearer conscience. Yeah, it's it felt I feel like it was it seems like it was something that was kind of like a, a weight on his shoulders the mm-hmm. whole time. And then he once he was able to let that off, like, hey, I did know your parents very, very well. And yeah, and like you said, the music and stuff, it was just it was good. It was great. Yeah. And I love the decision of the simple answer of Obi-Wan just saying, hey, Leia, we can't tell anybody about this. Uh, you can't act like you know, you know me. Like, OK, <laughs> yeah. And she's just with it, you know, I crazy theories that were out there of like mind wiping and blah 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 oh, like no the simplicity that they took was poetic and beautiful love that dj what did you think of their parting of the ways between leia and obi-wan i didn't think they'd bring obi-wan to alderaan um but as i was watching it, i was like well, this is weird and then i thought no this isn't this makes sense for this story um i love that obi-wan has a chance to go to alderaan on screen after all these years, because it makes that scene where he feels Alderaan's destruction heavier. So he's not just hearing, he's not just hearing, you know, Bale die. He's hearing about millions, you know, probably die. Um, And that, that really adds that. And I really think that we needed more Alderaan anyway. And the fact that we got it is fantastic. If they ever do battlefront three, I hope that they just make an Alderaan map just because. Um, Great. Just, just to have it. I know that nothing was fought there, but you know it'd be great to have something there. Yeah. Um, the themes are great. Leia is great, but just that 
him describing, you know, her parents, mm-hmm. he never confirmed up till that point that he knew, like he, he dances around it, you know, yeah. but he never says, yeah, I knew your parents. And this is the scene where he's like, yeah, I, I knew him. I knew him well. I knew him better than just about anybody. And that is what's really cool. And that kind of goes back to what you talked about earlier, Caleb, with the uncle niece vibes mm. they have going. Uh, I don't have any nieces or nephews. Uh, I do have a daughter and she's five months old. So I don't get to have these kinds of conversations with her. But every time I see her, I'm like, okay, I kind of understand a lot more about the world in a weird way. And so yeah. for Obi-Wan to have that time with Leia, I'm like, okay, now he gets it. And I have this, I don't have a bond with Obi-Wan. I just get it. I don't know that. I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but you kind of just put your, you put it in the right mindset and you're like, Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. This is all great. This needed to happen. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought it would have happened on Alderaan, but I'm glad it did. And I hope genuinely hope this is the last time they ever see one another before new hope, because oh, yeah. that it'll take away from that. Ben Kenobi, where is it? You know, it'll take away from that. And yeah. You know, so many no. things have been added to a new hope that makes it great. And, yeah, hundred percent. And I don't think there's going to be any intention of Obi Wan and, and Leia interacting again. I, and I'm of the opinion that if if there is a season two, um, I don't, Vader's not going to be incorporated either. I, I think both Vader, Leia, they they've seen Kenobi for the last time until the events of the original trilogy. And I think the endings for for both of those characters in regards to Kenobi were were done perfectly. All right, last question is about the two cameos palpatine showing up communicating with vader and obviously at the very end qui-gon uh showing up as a force ghost uh to communicate with kenobi just great stuff overall honestly i don't really have like a directed question with that so i'm just going to open it up palpa means just speak to seeing palpatine show up how you felt about that scene and also the craziness and importance and awesomeness of seeing a Qui-Gon Jinn force ghost yeah I like the Palpatine I think I thought it served the story well with Vader and how it's Vader's basically told that he needs to just give up on Kenobi it's Palpatine doesn't care about Kenobi so Vader shouldn't either essentially Mm -hmm. so it kind of leads to like you know Vader is wasn't hunting Kenobi for a long time before New Hope and this kind of confirms why or just gives a sort of explanation why um, but it was cool seeing and back once again, you know, um, but as for Qui-Gon, I, I liked it a lot. I think they're setting it up. I think if there is a season two, which I do think there is, I think the whole Qui-Gon force stuff, you know, he hints, it says we got all, you know, a long ways to go and stuff. Yeah. So I think they're setting it up for season two. Yeah. It's definitely one of those quotes that for, for interpretation, it's certainly one of those moments where, um, there could be a season two or it could be just like the perfect ending. Uh, for them to just kind of go off into the sunset yeah <laughs> all right dj what did you think of the two cameo moments of those two key legendary characters Palpatine needed to be there but mm-hmm. he needed to be there for a very specific reason he needed to be there to give us a reason as to why vader doesn't try to find obi-wan after this because mm-hmm. he obviously walks away from obi-wan and if he really wants him dead he's gonna hunt him down why doesn't he his master tells him not to very simple honestly very very simple um ian mcdermott lied to us at star wars celebration that's okay 
he needed to. I'm glad so he did. So did Liam. So did Liam. Yeah, Liam lied to us on Jimmy Kimmel, um, which that was a that was the worst lie I've ever seen. He made Tom Holland look like he knew what he was doing. Um, that's that's how bad that lie was. Uh, but no, I, I really like Ian being there a lot. Now, as far as Liam coming back, I know John that means a lot to you. <laughs> it, it it does because listen, Qui Gon Jinn, he's the best Jedi ever. Yeah. He is. He's the greatest Jedi to ever live. Uh, maybe besides Luke, right there. <laughs> I also subscribe to the fan theory that Obi-Wan has Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber tucked away in his hut somewhere, and that when Luke needed a new lightsaber crystal, he uses Qui-Gon's. Mm. Um, now, that's just headcanon I saw somewhere on Twitter, and I accept it until otherwise disproven. But with him being there, it's such a big deal. And, and John Hare will corroborate this story. We, me and him and another man named Ed were watching this together that morning, and – we're sitting there, and, and he kind of rides off on the EOP, whose name was never revealed. And so his name is still EOP1 Kenobi until someone says otherwise. But he's riding off on his EOP, and we kind of three of us looked at each other. and was like, well, I, I guess that's uh, not, we're not going to see Qui-Gon. And before I could even say Qui-Gon, he's, he's there. He just comes up, and all three of us were like, hey! <laughs> you know it's 6 45 in the morning and and there's a group of people we're on the porch of the of the cafeteria we're sitting in front of like a lounge area that hadn't been unlocked yet so we're hanging, we're watching from a distance and across like a, a decent field we go hi and they're all kind of this whole group goes <laughs> and turns to see what we're doing and they knew what we were doing but it was really yeah. fun to like have that moment with other people because i was like oh it's kind of like we're back in the movie theater yeah. And so that was a lot of fun uh, for that, for that reason. So, uh, you know, it, it was just great that he came back it meant a lot to me. I would have been very, very angry <laughs> genuinely. Like, and I don't, yeah. I'm not that person. I don't really get angry at star Wars. I, mm -hmm. I typically accept what they do and, and go on about my business um, and just love what's there. Yeah. If he hadn't been there, I would have been very upset. Oh yeah. Um, well, but he, I mean I'm glad he's there throughout the show there were so many subtle teases to him showing up so i felt like it was definitely going to be a given and i'm glad that and the execution of it was just pristine so just all the all around really enjoyed that cameo and all around i really enjoyed kenobi like i like i've alluded to i've i've rewatched the entire thing from beginning to end i also kind of booked end it with watching a new hope today and, and it just flows so well the the addition to canon that this story is it just works really nice and i'm overall just thrilled with the show and i was thrilled segue here thrilled with palpa memes being able to join us this evening and kind of share his thoughts um on the series just i'll, I'll pass it to you palpa means to kind of say any other final thoughts regarding the show and anything you'd like to say before you kind of get out of here yeah, just, I'm with you. I enjoyed the show. It had its problems, of course. Um, it was kind of a roller coaster in, in certain seg segments, but they landed it. They nailed the landing, and I love that. Yeah. Um, I just thank you guys so much for having me on. It, it Dude, was a lot I, of fun I, talking to y'all. I'm just glad you were able to come, man. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So glad to to get an awesome, awesome, awesome guest like you. And, you. I mean, just I'll just go ahead and extend it. Anytime you want to come on board and, and talk Star Wars with us, sure you're more than welcome to for sure. All right, DJ. Any final thoughts you want to say? I just want to say thanks to Palpa memes again. I mean, <laughs> he put he put the thing out there on Twitter and said, anybody got any questions? And I just was like, 
here we go. You want to be on a podcast? <laughs> that that was what it was for, wasn't it? Yeah. That was so yeah. long ago. Yeah. Yeah. You were just wow. like, you want to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was ask me anything. Yeah. I was glad. Yeah. It was an ask me anything. And yeah. and I'm glad you said yes. You know, we've had other guests on the show and every guest we I'm I actually was a guest. And now mm. for whatever reason I'm here now because Caleb told me to. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it's cool to, to have somebody else out there who is a positive light in the fandom, be a part of what, you know, I got a little saucy tonight and I don't normally, I normally I'm very tame, but, uh, today I had some things to say. So, but with that being the case, you know, it's nice to see other folks like us out there who are, you know, doing the forces work and, mm-hmm. you know, really making sure that we all enjoy what we've got. So thank you to you. And as far as Mando talk things go, hey, glad to be here again. And, um, you know, looking forward to what we've got coming later this summer. But I guess I got I got to give my new send off now, Caleb. I got to got to remember to do this. So peace out, Django. <laughs> peace out, Django. Love it. All right. Well, it is time for us to get out of here. I, I mean, honestly, we could spend another hour talking about this show, but that's what we got the rest of the summer to do. We got the rest of the summer to kind of dissect Kenobi as we prepare for Andor. Andor is now next. Uh, Can't wait to see that story. But for us at Mando Talk, we can't wait to continue to cover Star Wars with you guys. If you want more, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Mando Talk on all of those platforms. If you want to kind of have one-on-one discussions, uh, random Star Wars discussions, or just anything, Uh, Join our Discord. Our Discord is in our link. uh, And also, I'll be sure to include links to Palpa Memes channels and things that he does in our description as well. So go check out his stuff. I can't wait to see uh, your next lightsaber video (laughs) upcoming. Uh, Can't wait to see that. But all right, let's get out of here. We hope that you have a blessed remainder of your week and a blessed weekend. And as always, we have spoken.